Good morning. What's up, church? Hope everybody's doing well. Let me know where you're from, how life is going. If you have a prayer request, man, throw it in the comments. As always, let us know what's going on. ABU, Arnett Benson Unified Church. Um, man, we're getting closer and closer to officially launching, and I'm excited about it. I'm still trying to work out some in-person facilities for us, uh, having a little bit of issues, but man, God is still faithful. God is still good, and there's still a lot of things happening. June 12th, we'll be partnering with the Neighborhood Cleanup on Arbon Street in the north side. And then June 18th, we have a, a baptisms that we're going to be doing um, at the Montalongo Swimming Pool. And then June 26th, we're going to be having a prayer walk slash neighborhood cleanups called Rebuilding the Walls. Uh, man, just taking back God's land and just restoring his kingdom. Uh, partnering with the City Church. Um, so if you're interested in any of those things, let us know and we'll get you more information on how you can be involved and be a part of it with us. Um, but I'm ready for today's message. I hope you're ready for it. Today we're going to be in Luke. I mean, not in Luke. I'm already messing it up. That's how it goes. I got all these different things in my mind. We'll be in Matthew chapter 3. And today's message is called Voice in the Wilderness. Um, just because you're in a place that's new, that's unfamiliar, please hear me when I say don't let it prevent you doing what needs to be done. Okay? Don't let it stop you. Be mindful of the voice that you're following um, because it's often in the uncomfortable that God does the unimaginable, okay? He does something amazing, extraordinary. And so today's message, Voice in the Wilderness, Matthew chapter 3. Uh, it's going to be a little lengthy, but there's a lot of things um, that uh, it ties into baptism that really God has been pressing on my heart, and I just pray that you would receive it today. And so let me pray, and we'll jump right in. Uh, Father, I just thank you, uh, man, just for the ways that uh, you demonstrate um, your love in our life and the ways that you give us opportunities to join you in a life that's greater than our own. And so, uh, Father, we just come right now just laying it all down. Um, just help us have focus, help us have great concentration, help us hear you clearly, and, man, do what needs to be done in each one of our lives uh, so we can represent you in a way that brings you honor and glory um, and that demonstrates your love because um, a lot of times we misrepresent you. Uh, so we need your help. And so help us move out of the way and let you do what only you can do. Uh, so Holy Spirit, come speak with us. So Jesus, lead the way. And may all the glory be yours, Lord. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you have a Bible, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 3. <coughs> if I cough, uh, excuse my voice at times. It's been a rough week. Last week I was all sick. I was planning to do this message. didn't happen. Uh, but here we are. So Matthew Chapter 3, starting at verse 1. We're going to go all the way to 17. So let's go. In those days, John the Baptist came to Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord is coming. Clear the road for him. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair. And he wore a leather belt around his waist, for he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see him and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch baptisms, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way that you live that you repented of your sins and turned to God. 
Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we're descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised. It's ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be a slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the shaft from the wheat with his willowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gather the wheat into his barn, and burn the shaft that never, with never-ending fire. Then Jesus went to the Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to tackle him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done. For we must carry out all that God requires. And so John agreed to baptize him. And after his baptism, as Jesus came out of the water, the heavens opened up and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Mm. Matthew chapter 3. Have you ever heard about Jesus' baptism or even the, the things that John the Baptist was doing? Man, there's there's a lot to cover in that, right? And a lot to do with baptism. Um, but I really want to focus on three things that uh, God really spoke to me. And, and the first one is this. We all got work to do. We got work to do. You got work to do. I got work to do. We got work to do. Verse 1 and 3 says, In those days, John the Baptist came to Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. Mm. The wilderness. When you think about the wilderness, man, it's, it's not a place that we would normally seek out to go. That's just the truth, right? If we're honest, it's not a place that we want to go. None of us are looking like, hey, man, send me to the wilderness. Um, unless maybe you're an outdoor person. Maybe that's something you seek. Uh, but we're all people of comfort, people of familiarity. We like to get involved in things that we know. And oftentimes, um, when we step outside of that, not only um, does it bring uncomfort, right? But it can create questions that never need to be asked. And John understood um, that it's not about what's comfortable for him, but it's about what's asked of him. There's a difference. It's not about what's comfortable for him, what makes him happy. It's about what God is asking him to do. It had purpose. and He had an assignment. And just because God leads you to a place that's new, that's unfamiliar, that feels like you're in the wilderness, it feels like you're so far removed from where you once were, man, um, don't let the environment uh, stop you from your assignment, okay? Don't let it. John did what was asked, and he was preaching God's truth and doing his assignment. And we should learn from his example. The wilderness has purpose, and we have an assignment when we're in it. Amen? So that's the first thing I want you to, to really think about. Where does God have you right now? What does that look like to you? And what is the assignment that maybe he's been asking of you to do? Have you been doing it? Have you been missing the point? Um because we all have something that God is asking of us. In verses 4 and 6, it says, John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. 
And people from Jerusalem and from all Judea and from all of the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. Hmm. So it kind of focuses on what he's wearing and what he's doing, what he's eating. Um, and it's definitely a different time period than we currently live in. So when you first hear that, you're probably like, well, that dude's strange, right? That dude is weird. Because <laughs> I know when I first read it, I was like, okay, that, well, that's different. Uh, but just as I, I read it and I spent time with the Lord, he really showed me that it's much deeper um, than I even realized and probably that you realize as well. Um, you see, because John's outfit was similar to what the prophet Elijah was wearing in the Old Testament, and he would do the same thing. He would go out and be preaching about God's truth, about repentance, about turning to God, about getting right before it's too late. Um, and he wore a similar outfit. And the cool thing about John's outfit is it, it talked about, um, you know, he's wearing camel hair and he's got this leather belt and all this, right? Um, but really, that was actually, man, had importance too because that reflected somebody that's in a, a time of mourning in the Old Testament. If you were mourning, you were going through a rough patch, you would have a specific outfit that you would do that you would put on, um, man, so you could express that not only with your words, with, your, with how you're acting, um, but even visually. And so what we see is that, man, John was sold out for his assignment despite his environment. Uh, man, he understood what he had to do. And it didn't matter if he had to have wild hair and, and locusts and eat and all this different crazy stuff. Man, he was sold out. He said, man, Jesus, that's what you want? God, that's what you want? Sign me up. I'm all in for it. Um, which is, if we're honest, that's something <coughs> we need to learn from. Because we like to make excuses about everything, and I'm the first one to admit it. Uh, oftentimes, I'll go to the grocery store, and man, I got headphones in my ear. I got my mask. I'm trying to see, you know, maybe nobody will notice me. I got my hat on. I'm just zooming in and out of traffic. Um, and I'm really trying to be invisible, trying to stay to myself. Um, and I'm not listening. I'm not looking for what my assignment might be in that moment. Um, but John was sold out. He didn't make any excuses. And you might be like, well, I, I do, I serve at the church and stuff, and I do this, and or I do that over there with this group, and man, that's awesome. I think serving with the church or finding an organization to go be a part of and to give back, it's important, it's needed, it's something we should all be involved in doing, but it can't stop there. It can't stop there, um, because it's easy to do something when you're around people that are doing the same thing with you, right? Um that's, that's an easy thing to do when everybody's like, hey, we're going to go and do this together. Yeah, I'm part of it. Yeah, it's, that's an easy thing. Uh, but the things that God's always going to call us to do, the assignments that he has for us, is usually probably going to be just for you, just for me. And there probably ain't going to be a group of people that's going to be around me to help me fulfill this and do this. And so the cool thing about what we just read is it doesn't matter what you're wearing or, or what you have on or what you look like, right? Well, that's a comforting thing. Because too many times we say, well, I don't got the resources, or I don't have this, or I don't have that. We make all these excuses to stop us from doing what we know needs to be done. And so what are we doing? Man, all we're really doing is, is we're, we're speaking and, and not doing anything. And then those moments and those opportunities pass us by, and then they're gone. And then we're like, well, I guess I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, nah, man, that's not cool. That's not good. We got to do better. We have to do a better job about this. Um, so I get it, man. Um, but let's stop making excuses and let's stop. Let's start seizing the opportunities, uh, right? So that's the first thing. 
is we all have an assignment. So let's take advantage of, of joining God in his work and doing our assignments. The second thing is this. What we do reflects whose we are. What we do reflects whose we are. Everybody likes to say, well, I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus. Well, what you do should reflect that, that you belong to him, that you are a Christian, that you are a believer. And it should be whose you are. There's too many times people say these things, uh, but the way they live, it reflects a whole different things. And it really reveals who they actually belong to. So the next verse, 7 and 8, it says, But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes. You family of snakes. You tell them, you brood of snakes. He exclaimed, Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way that you live that you're repentant of your sins and turn to God. Hmm. And I know several messages I've talked about the Pharisees and the Sadducees before. Um, because in this moment in the New Testament, man, they were the standard to represent God. Um, not only in the things that they spoke and the things that they taught, but in by the way that they lived. Um, and what you come to find as you read the Word, as you read the New Testament is they didn't always do a good job of living out the things that they taught and that they learned. They had all the head knowledge when it comes to applying it and living it out. They were more focused on traditions that they had grown accustomed to and that they um, ended up prioritizing um, versus the assignment and what God was asking of them. And so that's something that we need to learn, right? That's a lesson for all of us, that our relationship with God uh, should be reflected in the way that we live our life. And it should show that, and it's easy to post things on social media uh, for everybody to see it, right? It's easy to post a scripture or a saying uh, on social media like, oh, man, look, yeah, that's a believer. They're asking for prayer. They're doing this. Like, that's cool. That's good. Um, but people that are there on the day-to-day, um, they see the truth of your situation. And so does God. He's not one that you can fool, that you can bamboozle. He knows what's up. And he, when you say that you're his... And he knows that you're his. He's going to pull up on you. And he's going to bring some awareness when you need it. And he's going to bring some correction when you need it. Uh, because that's what a good and loving father does. And that's what we need a lot of times. Um, but we have to be mindful that we don't become like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Where we get to a point um, that God's trying to bring correction in our life. He's trying to bring awareness in our life. But we're trying to avoid it. We're trying to ignore it. Or he speaks to a different believer, another brother, sister of ours, and they bring up the same things that God had been bringing up to us and we're just trying to block it out. That's something you have to be careful of because that's dangerous because you could turn into the Pharisees and the Sadducees where you start to live in denial, believing that, well, no, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing the right things. Um, and you're blocking out the voice of God and his truth and you're actually becoming disobedient in the process. So, man, what do we talk about? And what we do reflects whose we are. In verses 9 and 10, it says, Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we're descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abram from these very stones. Even now the axe of God's judgment is poised. It's ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. Mm. You probably heard the saying, you know, uh, two wrongs don't make a right. Well, I got a new saying for you. Two wrong, two uh, people living wrong don't give right advice, okay? And this is what I mean. We have to know who's in our circle of influences, who we're listening to, whose advice we're taking, and, and who we are trusting. Um, because we have to be mindful of that, just like we were talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Because we could find ourselves in a situation 
where somebody's giving us wrong information. Uh, so when we're doing the wrong things, we still think we're in the right. But what do we read? The fruit should match the tree, right? And so our fruit, the way that we reflect our life, the things that we're doing should match that we belong to Jesus, that we love him, and that we're the Lord's. Um, so we can't just speak about these things. We have to be about these things. It's not just enough to, to go to church. Well, I go to church on Sunday. I go on Wednesdays and stuff like, cool, that's great. But it's not about going to a place. It's not about going to the building. It's about being the church in the way that you live, impacting your life uh, around, impacting life of others for God's glory. Amen. That's what it's about. It's about doing your assignments. It's about representing him in the right way and just trying to grow and get better and grow closer to God in a real and an intimate way. And so what we do always reflects and it always shows that um, not only to others, but to God, and it should show it to ourselves. We should start to grow and have, uh, man, awareness of where we're standing, what we're doing um, as we walk with the Lord. Verse 11 and 12, it says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be a slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the shaft from the wheat with his willowing fork, and then he'll clean up the threshing area, gather the wheat into his barn, but burn the shaft with never-ending fire. That's kind of scary. You hear all that, right? All the separation, everything that's going on. Um, but the truth of it all is God gives us all the same opportunities to receive forgiveness for our actions. And it starts by repenting. It starts by acknowledging and admitting our sins and saying, you know what? I'm jacked up. Or, you know, you're reading your word and you say, you know what? I've been doing something that I've just learned that isn't cool with God. Um, I need to fix this. I need to go to him, ask for forgiveness. And I need to ask him to help me overcome this and to be better from this. Um, because what we do reflects whose we are. And God chose us despite us, right? And we have to do the same thing and choose him despite us, <laughs> despite our own actions. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be a separation that takes place. And we want to make sure that we're on the right side. And so, man, you know, even when it talked about getting baptized, man, that's part of making the right choice um, to show that you're following Jesus. That's a distinction to show whose you are. And it shows publicly that you believe that you've chosen Jesus and that you're unashamed. And then getting dunked in the water and brought out, man, that symbolizes the same way that Jesus gave his life for us and that he rose from the tomb. Well, it's a dying of an old life and being raised into a new life. And so that's what, you know, being dunked in the water and raised up is, is symbolizing, man, you're starting a new life. You're being forgiven of these sins. You've done these steps that God has asked of you to get in the right relationship so you can receive the good things that God has in store for you. So, man, take advantage of those opportunities, man, because what we do reflects who we are. And Jesus died so, you know, you would live and have a life after this life with him um, because there's too many people out here that are already dead before they even died. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, everybody says, man, you know, I'm, I'm just out here living, you know, before it's over. Well, nah, man, you, what you're really doing is you, you just dying and, and setting yourself up for something even worse without even realizing it. Like, nah, God, God has something even greater for you. Something that's eternal and that's lasting. Um, but you have to take advantage of it. You have to do, uh, your part in choosing Jesus and choosing to follow in these things and, and 
man, do it. So if you haven't made that choice um, to make uh, Jesus your Lord and Savior, to understand, uh, man, he's actually a king, he's actually a creator, and that's an amazing gift in itself, man, do so today. Um, if you've done that step, but you've never been baptized, like, what are you waiting for? Like, that's that's another step uh, to reflect whose you are. And so take that step. And so I would challenge you to do that as well. Um, man, we would love to help you with that or even do it at home. Like, don't wait. Let's get these things done. Uh, because what we do, what do we say? What? what you do reflects whose you are. The third thing is this. What God asks, God blesses. What God asks, God blesses. In verse 13 through 15, it says, Then Jesus went to Galilee, to the Jordan River, to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. And so John agreed to baptize him. John knows exactly how you feel when you have those moments that God's calling you to do something. And you're like, man, God, I'm not qualified for that. God, that's... That's bigger than me, God. That's I'm not ready for that. John gets it because he was having one of those moments. He was having those moments where he was in need of the same thing that was being asked of him to do. You ever had that moment where God told you to go pray or go do this? And you're like, man, God, I could actually really use that myself, right? But what did Jesus respond with? He said, look, we got to understand the things that God requires of us, they got to just be done. And what did John reply with? He just did it. He said, okay, I, I get it now. Um, even though I might not be qualified, even though I might not be ready, even though I might not be comfortable in this situation, even though I'm probably the one that would need this to, if God asks of this, man, I, I need to just do it. Um, and it shouldn't be something that I question to do or not to do. And, and we got to follow through the same way that he did. Because we spend too much time having conversations while doing nothing. We want to question and have a conversation about everything. And then, like I said earlier, those opportunities and those moments pass us by. And we're like, well, I guess it just wasn't time and it wasn't supposed to take place. Like, nah, man, it was a window and you missed the window and you, you let it pass you by. So let's not let things pass us by. Let's take advantage of the things that God allows us to join them in and let's do it. Let's just do it. Amen. <laughs> and the next verses, it says, after his baptism, Jesus came up out of the water and the heavens opened up and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. I like the first word it said after. I felt like that's really a, a key word that they had to do what was asked to receive what God had in store to come. Um, it brought confirmation. It brought affirmation to their obedience. Because uh, we all want God's blessing in our life, right? We all want to see God work and do these things. But too many times we stop short um, of fulfilling our duty. And then we wonder, well, where was God at? Well, did you follow through? Well, no. Nah. Well, maybe you stopped some of that, right? We do that all the time. Um, man, let, we got to do better than that. Because just because God can do anything, he can make anything happen at any time, doesn't mean that he always will. And oftentimes, he's definitely not going to do it when our disobedience is greater than our obedience. It just makes that's just common sense. Same thing with a child, right? Your child acting bad, you're not going to keep rewarding your child every time they're acting bad. No, you can say, hey, you need to get your act together so we can have an understanding that what you're doing is wrong and we need to do better. And as you progress and you do better, man, we're going to help you with this. Um, 
because that's what I always think of when God's asking us to do these things. It's like, man, it's really just a benefit from us. It's really a blessing from us, everything that he's asking. And I'm not saying that you need to get in the mind frame like, I only do these things because I'm trying to reap a reward out of this. Like, no, 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 I'm not saying material things. I'm not saying things like that. What I'm saying is it's going to grow your faith and it's going to grow your trust and the things that you were lacking, that you were struggling with. Um, God is going to bless you and he's going to help you with uh, what he's asking you to do these things in moments that you don't feel ready or comfortable or, or you are in need of yourself. Um, so it's not something that we should be fearful of or run away from, but instead it should be something we should lean into, we should press into, we should run to, um, man, because it's going to help us experience God in an intimate way, in a way that's going to be a greater blessing than we, we could even imagine or we could even think that we're helping and give out to somebody else. So what do we know? Well, we know that we all got an assignment to do, no matter where environment we're in, no matter the wilderness may look like for each one of us, there's still an assignment to be done. What else do we know? Well, what we do reflects whose we are. So let's pay attention to the things that we're doing uh, and, and notice the things that we say should match up. The fruit that is happening in our life should match up uh, with us. And we say that we're a believer, that we're following Jesus. Well, that should be evidence in our life of this thing, right? And what else? Well, God asks of us, he's going to bless. And that's all we could ask because it's something we don't deserve to begin with. And so, man, that's that's a huge thing. So let's not question it. Let's lean into it and let's do it. So my challenge for all of us this week, answer the call. Answer the call. And a couple of ways that you could do that is by figuring out what your assignment is. God, what are you asking me to do in this season, in this wilderness, in this environment? Uh, maybe you have people that are coming against you at your job. Well, maybe God wants you to go and to bless that person. Uh, maybe you've never accepted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You never understood that he gave his life for you so you could be forgiven and you could have an eternal life. Well, make that decision today to uh, declare him as your Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that, man, all you do is you express it. You just believe in your heart, say it with your mouth, and it can happen. And it says, the word of God says in Romans that you will be saved. doesn't matter what you've done, you'll be forgiven. You will be saved. So what is your assignment? Spend time this week figuring out what your assignment is. And then start working towards it. Another way that you could be answering the call this week is by reflecting on your response. Reflecting on the way that you live, on the things that you say. And say, you know what? I, I say that I'm a believer. I say that I'm a follower. But if I really looked at my life, there's not much evidence of it. So I think I need to fix this and I need to change this. And I need to shift some priorities in my life. Um, because I get it. I'm a pastor. But that doesn't change the fact that you know, I still work a full-time job. I still have a house full of kids. I still have a wife. I'm still trying to plan a church. I'm still having meetings and uh, prison ministries and all these different things that are still pulling me every which or any direction. But none of that is greater than my relationship with God. And none of that um, can be priority over Him. And so I need to make sure that I'm reflecting, that I'm taking time to bring awareness in my life about the way that I'm living and how I'm responding because it reflects whose I am. And if I say that I'm God's, then it should be reflected in the way that I live. So that's a good thing to answer the call. It's by reflecting on the things that you're doing in your life to help you get realigned within your life. Amen. And another way that you can answer a call this week, do what needs to be done. That's, it's that simple, right? It's that simple and that hard. Do what needs to be done. 
Um, it might be something as simple as picking up trash that somebody else dropped, opening the door. I don't know what, what your assignment is, what needs to be done, but I'm just asking you, man, do it because good things can only come from it. And you not, may not always see it in that moment. You may not always get the understanding or, or see the blessing. Good things will come from it. And it's, a, it's there's purpose behind it all. So just do it. Do what needs to be done. Uh, and I know it's easier said than done. Uh, but that's the challenge. I pray this bless you today. Uh, man, maybe you heard this message today. And you're like, man, you know what? I need to get baptized. Man, let us know. June 18th, we're having baptisms. We already have 16 people getting baptized. Man, we love to make you the 17th. We would love to make you the 21st. It don't matter. Let's let's make it happen. Let's all do what needs to be done. Let's all reflect on our response. Let's all figure out what our assignments are. And let's all answer the call when we hear the voice in our wilderness. Amen. Let me pray. Close this out. Father, I just thank you, uh, man, that there's so much purpose in our life. And, and too often we spend time ignoring it. We spend time not aware of it. Or we spend time questioning it, Lord, and I just pray that instead we would spend time just doing uh, what you ask of us. And we would just follow you and just trust you and we would walk on water and, and experience you in, in ways that are mind-boggling, um, but in ways um, that are edifying and that grow us and that stretch us, but also uh, does the same for those around us. And so, Father, uh, we just love you. Uh, it's amazing the things that you do for us. Uh, and we oftentimes we do so little for you, um, but just help us play our part and help us do it well and help us bring glory to your name and honor. So we just love you and we thank you. Bless my brothers and sisters this week. Anything that they're going through, I pray that they will lay it at your feet, Lord, that they would trust you with it. Uh, and, and then they would just know, man, that you're by their side and that you'll grab their hand and guide them through it. So we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I love you. Pray this bless you. Man, any of those things touched on you today, man, let us know. Give us feedback. Let us know what you took away today. And, um, man, I just love y'all. Stay tuned. Connect with us. ABU fam, I love y'all. God bless y'all. We out. Till next week.